Good morning. Welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It is now September 1st, 2021. Ten days away from the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And where are we? I want to start off, um, so much to cover. And no way I'm going to cover it all. So we're just going to take a couple little tidbits here. I want to tell you about Lieutenant Colonel... Stuart Scheller, um, well, soon to be um, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, um, retired. Well, technically not eligible for retirement. I don't think he was at 17 years in the Marine Corps, but he lost his command last week and he is resigning his commission. Of course, that doesn't mean he's not a Marine. He's still a Marine. In fact, he's a Marine in the true spirit of what. U.S. Marines are about. And so, have you even heard of him? He did a video demanding accountability for what happened in Afghanistan. Now, if someone who listens is former mil- present military, former military, uh, and I'm wrong, please correct me. I'd appreciate that. My understanding, enlisted personnel are not held to the same standard as far as criticizing the chain of command as officers are. And he was the company commander for the Advanced Infantry Training Battalion at Camp Lejeune. Um, he did this video calling out um, the Secretary of Defense, calling out the uh, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, calling out the uh, CENTCOM, um, pretty much everybody. It was involved in the debacle of Afghanistan. And there's so many things to talk about there, uh, you know, that we're now trying to spin the fact that we're no longer there as, as, as a success and that how things went were how they were supposed to happen, which is funny because just two weeks ago we were told it would never happen. And yet we find out today that about a month ago, more than a little more than a month ago, President Biden had a discussion with the president of Afghanistan and told him that things were really bad and that we needed to look for a way to put a positive spin on it, which probably explains why the president of Afghanistan left two weeks before Kabul, Kabul fell. Back to Scheller, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. He admitted freely that if he had been his superior officer, he would have relieved himself of command as well because he violated policy. You don't question the civilian authorities of the military. You know, President Biden is commander-in-chief. What he was questioning, though, however, uh, was perhaps not so much the civilian leadership as the senior leadership, whom, who, in his opinion, should have resigned their commissions if they had an inkling that President Biden's plan 
was going to end up like this. Now, President Biden is out saying today that things that everyone was unanimous to keep the deadline of August 31st. But I want to tell you something. They've had four months, May, June, July, August. Yep, four months longer than what President Trump had given the Taliban as an old, as a, a deal. So for four months, they could have been leaving. So my question is this, which one's going to squeal first? Which one's going to have pull out the emails and say, I told them that this was going to happen? Well, you know what? It doesn't matter now. Because you didn't resign. You thought too much of your pension or your cushy defense contractor job, generals, admirals, that you had waiting for you. It sickens me because there is there is discussion that everyone was against it. So let's presume for a moment that the generals all stated that that it was a terrible idea to to close Bagram Air Force Base. Um, it was a bad idea to start pulling the military with so many Americans in country. Let's presume the generals were unanimous, or even not unanimous, but most of them had the consensus that if you tried to pull the military without getting all the civilians out, that those civilians were all dead people. Let's presume that. Well, the president says that he listens to advisors, just like little Lord Fauci. Whom, by the way, just along the same line as chief bureaucrat over the whole COVID response. If he felt about President Trump then, meaning 2020, as he says he did, why didn't he resign? Well, part of it is because, and Fauci's admitted this, most of what Donald Trump did was pretty much along the same guidelines. Yes, he had some some alternative voices, but in reality, isn't that what we want? Diversity of opinion is the only diversity that there should be. Because we're all human beings. And frankly, what's happening now in the United States is exactly what you would expect to happen of a country where the heads of these agencies were put in place, not because they were the best person for the job, but because they checked the right boxes. Meritocracy is hated by progressives.
Perhaps that's why they hate sports so much. Because they don't put you out on the field or on the court just to play, but to win. If things were as bad in, in the Trump's handling of COVID, who do you blame? Do you blame where the message is all over the place? Do you blame the fact that when the testing supplies first rolled out from the CDC, that the first several batches were useless? Where's the accountability from the CDC for that? How about when the president finally cut off travel from China? Remember the howling over that? Nancy Pelosi going to Chinatown, Bill de Blasio talking about going out to see a show. Who was on the front edge of limiting people's freedoms? And I don't say that patting President Trump on the back. The Snake River Lib has been adamant from the beginning of this that this was an issue of civil rights. And the federal government has no authority to shutter businesses. Sadly, state governments, through licensing, does. Fauci told us that we shouldn't wear masks because, well, we don't need to, is what we were told. Of course, what he meant to say was, we don't want people going out buying these masks because we don't even have enough for healthcare personnel. Do you remember what happened when China first started reporting all these things? The outpouring of support in this country to provide basic necessities like uh, personal protection equipment for the Chinese. Do you remember that? Hundreds of millions of dollars in PPEs were sent to China to deal with this crisis. Causing the shortage at home. Where are we time-wise? I think we're at a break, so I'll be right back. I think I may have cut myself off there. Welcome. This is the Snake River Lib. It is still uh, September 1st, and we're back. Uh, one thing that I was thinking of uh, uh, that we have in common here, Afghanistan, is, you know, what was President Biden thinking um, or CENTCOM, Central Command, thinking when they worked out a deal for the Taliban to provide security to the airport? You know, we hear all about ISIS-K and how the Taliban and ISIS-K hate each other. They had, ISIS-K had to get through a Taliban checkpoint with their suicide bombs. Do they really hate each other that much? I mean, how ridiculous is it especially now that we found out that 
the Taliban were perfectly willing to let the United States military take care of, of Kabul. And no, our military in one of those moments of brilliance said, no, we're good with just the airport. And so they left behind lists and all sorts of equipment. Um, by the way, the, that equipment now, all the biometrics for all those that have ever helped us in Afghanistan. The Taliban now, all they have to do is just walk around the street with their little scanners up for facial recognition. Thanks, Joe. You know, putting the Taliban in charge of security going to the airport is almost as dumb as ceding the border to MS-13. But we would never do that, would we? Oh, uh, no. We have. Perhaps with our troops home, we could maybe fortify the border with those troops, seal it off. Because if we were really serious about COVID, if we were really serious about stopping terrorist attacks, the one thing that we would not be doing is letting in hundreds of thousands of people a month, unvetted, unvaccinated, untested. and dropping them off in small-town USA. How ridiculous is that? And yet, guess what? We do. We catch the ones that the cartels want us to catch, and while the Border patrols occupied with those huge groups of people, countless others, human trafficking, drug trafficking, happen elsewhere because there's no manpower for it. Why we don't have divisions of the army on the border is beyond me. Make no mistake, we knew that, we knew that Afghanistan was going to fall to the Taliban. Maybe we should start negotiating a joint agreement with them on nuclear weapons like, like Biden wants to with Iran. But we knew that the Taliban was going to take over at some point. Apparently we knew it a lot earlier based on what we're, what's coming out now. For four months from the time of Tres President Trump's uh, deadline to get out, until we left, they had the opportunity to evacuate Americans. And that story needs to be told. Did the ones that are still there, do they really want to stay? Or did they believe, did they believe the president when he said that there's no danger? that the Afghan army is one of the best equipped armies in the world, which they were. But they didn't have any loyalty to what the United States was trying to do. And that was the fatal flaw.
So we don't know whether or not they were going to stay and they wanted to stay or whether or not they actually believed the president when he said that, oh, it'll just be status quo without any U.S. troops there. What we do know is that the government knew it wouldn't be. It's not withdrawing the troops that people are upset about, Mr. President. What they're upset about is your callous behavior during this whole debacle. How you had to be dragged out from Camp David to give a speech. And how you went back to Camp David. And how you had to come back again because things were heading south badly. And how you were going to go to Delaware, which apparently you spend a lot of time in Delaware, and that's all right. Trump spent a lot of time in Mar-a-Lago. You know, Delaware is just a helicopter ride away instead of Air Force One. Plus, you know, you have your own house in Delaware, which you've lived at, lived in since uh, probably the mid-70s when you were a senator. Remember Saigon, Mr. President, when you as a senator voted to deny the South Vietnamese um, the support that we agreed to by treaty? You know what the difference is? Most of the Americans that were left in Vietnam were already POWs before we evacuated. In Afghanistan, you've made them POWs. Well, forever how long the Taliban lets them live. When are you going to take accountability, Mr. President? You said the buck stops here, but then you immediately pass the buck to everyone around you, including he who shall not be named, meaning orange man bad, meaning Donald Trump. Funny, you were able to remove all the rest of his plans, even though the courts kind of slapped you down on the whole Remain in Mexico thing, but I'll, I'd bet money that you're not going back to that agreement. that you're going to continue to let the cartel run the border and let in hundreds of thousands a month. That you're going to spend ourselves into oblivion, which, by the way, the only time that um, we, you know, we should be scared about Washington is when they strike a bipartisan deal. Republicans are just as bad. And the problem is, is that the federal government has too much power, too much control over our lives. And because they have too much control over our lives, we have to shake in our boots every time Congress is in session. The Constitution was supposed to protect the American people from the government. The government... Well, with the people's help, admittedly, has perverted the Constitution uh, through amendments such as the 16th Amendment for income tax, the 17th Amendment for 
um, um, the direct election of senators by people. No, I'm not going to include any of the um, any of the post Civil War amendments, nor the uh, the amendment allowing women the right to vote. Although, since the majority of Americans are no longer paying federal income tax, perhaps what should qualify people to vote is if they actually had to pay income tax. You know, they talk about how sexist and racist it was in the 1700s that only white men could vote. But see, that's not entirely true. In the beginning, it was it was people who owned property. Can you imagine what the government would look like today if the only people that could vote were people that actually had skin in the game because they actually had to pay federal income tax every year? If that was the case today, then nobody would care what the federal government did so long as they secured the borders, which would be about the only thing the federal government would be doing. But since we'll never get to that again, here's a better way. End withholding of income tax. Force people to write a check. IRS statistics bear out the fact that that in 1970s, during the the height of of uh, of the marginal rates, which you know all the progressives want to go back to, the top one percent only paid about twenty percent of the income tax burden in this country. Do you want to take a guess how much the 1% pays now? You know, with these tax cuts, draconian tax cuts. 40% of federal income taxes are paid by the top 1%. So from the time, now you see why progressives want to go back to those times. Because the rich progressives weren't paying nearly as much in income taxes as a percentage of the revenue coming in as they are now. Do you want to guess which way the vast majority of that 1% vote? If you said Republican, I would say if you gauge their voting habits 
by their spending habits and super PACs, direct contributions to campaigns, um, issue ads, etc. The vast majority of the 1% support Democrats and the progressive movement. Do you think maybe that's why they want to jack these income taxes up so they can cut out some more um, niches for them? Probably so. The problem is we have a reckoning coming. The, the, the lower class is getting killed by inflation, which the Biden administration says is just transitory, and we certainly hope that it is but we suspect that it is not. You can't spend and flood the market with money, gobbling up resources. Go try to buy a house. Yeah, it looks good when you sell your house, but if you're, if you're trying to upsize, you should probably just add on. Because, yes, it's a seller's market, but that means that when you go and, and try to buy a house, that you're buying a house in a seller's market. But inflation's under control or transitory. Inflation is the worst tax there is. It's even worse than the lottery and cigarette taxes because it's not even a tax there's you can't you don't file a form for that and yet it's because the government has crushed the dollar by flooding the market with them stuff becomes harder and harder to get and your dollar doesn't go as far as it used to Nowhere else does taxation is theft spelled out better than through inflation. And it's a Snake River Lib. Good morning.